Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, episode 61, Hidden Gems, with me, George, and as always joined by Tom, Diamond to my cubic zirconia. How's it going? <laughs> I'm all right, thanks, Delboy. Uh, do you want to, uh, shall we give the uh, new listeners a... Uh, the wave of new listeners, a rundown of how the show goes. So coming up, we've got some news. Tom, anything in the news that catches your eye? Keep them hanging around. Yeah, uh, a little bit of one for the retro Donkey Kong fans. So I think okay. you should stick around if you're curious to hear more. And then the feature, we've got the hidden gems. So we'll reveal a title or two, as well as the listeners and community revealing a title or three of their own that they recommend that's been overlooked critically or commercially in the past and to present day. Then we head into the new releases, which we call Stingray's Boot, for reasons that will probably become explained later on. And then the show ends when I ask young Tom here what he's been, what he's hoping to play. But the show cannot begin. It really cannot until Odders grips that wheel. And I ask the immortal phrase, Tom, what you been playing? Well, uh, a very steady week for me. Um, carrying on my new game plus on last it was part two so just trying to finalise all the upgrades I can get and all the um, ability uh, skill trees getting all those sorted Uh, you looking to platinum that? I don't know it's probably one I could it's not like I I know some of the listeners in the discord of um, platinum games like Dark Souls and Sekiro uh I don't know whether anyone's done Cuphead. Hopefully not. Uh, or the equivalent on Xbox uh, trophies. But yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, certainly a lot of them that put me off going for the Platinum. I don't, I, I've got a shameful fact to admit, I don't think I own a Platinum trophy. You don't. He's checked. He's checked, listeners. I always check just to make sure I've got uh, my on, nose on ahead my, of you. Yeah, that CV I sent out is making me look very foolish now, isn't it, when I applied to be your co-host? They've kind of grown made to up, made, Yeah, made-up trophy list. Platinumed they, every game on the PS4. Oh, come on. Don't, don't beat yourself sh- up. We're, here, we're, not, we're not here for the usual ego boost of yours. This isn't the hour-long <laughs> ego boost that you've booked before. This is the unofficial <laughs> controller podcast. What games have you been playing, video game host? Uh, Modern Warfare, Overwatch, Last of Us Part 2. I genuinely think that's it. The Switch is still with my brother, so I've not had a chance to sort of look at anything on there. Um. It's pretty pretty quiet on that front. But rumours are Nintendo Direct next week, so we'll see whether that surfaces. We'll see and, uh, show, show. Yeah, I think they did that Nintendo Treehouse Live with the uh, Paper Mario sort of deep dive of the gameplay uh, on Friday. So I think we'll probably see that they just want to get that out of the way now, I think, and, and show what they've got coming up for, for sort of the fall winter period of, of the year hopefully they've got something in the pipeline more Wii you pots no doubt no doubt <laughs> if you're intrigued anyway. about that we've got an episode called the murder of the wii u suspect number one the switch a very oh, what popular a great episode, episode was, yeah. yeah where we look through yeah. the switch's ride to greatness off the back of the games that no one bought for the wii u uh well obviously the wii u owners did but with that console not getting the mainstream success 
it probably deserved based on the software, we reviewed some of the uh, greater Switch titles that have already seen previous success on the Wii U. Um, yeah. uh, before I, I see what... Sorry. Oh, okay. No, no, that's what I was moving to. Uh, before, be, be, before I ask you what you've been playing, um, if any of the new people are listening in for the first time, when we do a feature like the, the murder of the Wii U, suspect number one, the Switch, we post on Instagram uh, and just let you guys comment uh, if you've got any thoughts on that subject. And then we read out the best comments in the feature so you can get... Um, Get your name read out on the radio, like the and old days. And don't forget, um, Tom, the best one oh, yeah. month wins a prize. Yeah. Which is always very special, isn't it? It is. And uh, Adam, the artist, has been cooking up some great creations recently, as we saw with the um, the retro-inspired quad four-person picture of, of your choice, it seems, the way uh, the fans are demanding it at the moment. There's Thundercats, there's Turtles, there's Ghostbusters. Um, what's his page, George, um, if people want to check him out? Well, if you want to check him out and find out what they could win, if their, if their comment is deemed worthy enough, they should head over to Etsy, Comic Pictures No Space. There's uh, an array of his geek prints, as I call them, of all the aforementioned uh, comic book heroes, cycling heroes, there's uh, a whole raft of season one when we lived in the village of Farmerton, unofficial controller merch. There's T-shirts, the Minecraft Let's Play T-shirt from our YouTube channel, and the man who finishes games, the cult classic, I would say, that only the coolest gamers wear, um, emblazoned with the saying, the man who finishes games, and really everything else. He's got a bit of Mad Max on there. I don't think he's allowed Star Wars because Disney will stomp him into the ground. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, uh, everything you could possibly imagine. And the pick is yours, listener, should you be deemed worthy enough with your comment to uh, pick from. Yeah, we, we, we like pushing the community and getting people involved on the show. It's it's about you. you. It's about you lot, not me and, me and my esteemed co-host here. So... It would only be polite to ask you now. Well, while we're doing the community thing, should we let them know some of the hangouts, like the uh, the Twitter account, yeah. the Instagram, uh, and on either of the social or the YouTube channel as well? If uh, you want to then click the link tree on Twitter or Instagram, it will take you to our Discord, where there's a raft of places, places where you can upload screenshots, places where you can put links to your own uh Whatever self promotion, yeah. self promotion. There's the general nonsense area where people get together and chew the fat about everything from gaming to movies to everything in between. It's very active. Uh, sometimes I check in and I'm like, oh, my goodness, what what have these guys been talking about? Behind. Yeah, uh, so it just takes a little while to catch up, but uh, can't speak highly enough for the Discord. There's an area in there for trading as well, if if or or helping each other look out for retro finds. We've got a lot of retro gamers in there uh, with a very good knowledge of um, what to collect for, the best places to buy it, and various other uh, excellent technological knowledge. And I would say, not just a place where people have gone to spout off about various games or whatever, but where genuine friendships have been formed and uh, the community warmth is uh, palpable. Um, so, 
save you the effort of me suing you for contractual breach. I'll tell you what I've been playing. Um, <laughs> Stardew Valley, I recently downloaded that. It's on PS4. It's got a cross-buy. It's on every platform known to man. It's even on the Hot Point washing machine. But uh, on PS4, when I downloaded it, it's got cross-buy, so you get the Vita version as well, included in the price, which is very generous. Uh, and I've streamed that, and I've also um, been playing on the Vita in my private time. And thoroughly enjoying the game. It's very much a harvest moon for the 21st century, I would say. Um, yeah. And what else have been playing in my private time? Police Noughts, uh, the English translation of the Hideo Kojima pseudo snatcher sequel on Saturn, which uh, a listener, Dugu McBain, hooked me up with. So I must thank him immensely for that because I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. I do love my sort of text stroke point and click adventures it's got like snatcher it's got light gun implementation as well and i've actually got the light gun for the saturn because for the mega drive or the mega cd you need the konami gun so i use the controller because i don't have the lethal enforcers gun which would make that cool because that is that is a really cool pistol uh, which i've been thinking about picking up for the mega drive uh, police noughts is everything you can imagine it to be it's fmv there's lots of overblown talking it's uh, lots of very deep detail on all the different things you can look at, and the story is is fascinating, much like most Hideo Kojima works. So I'm very thrilled by that. Uh, whilst we've been playing to a farm, Farming Simulator 19, again, something I've streamed to the YouTube that seems to be very popular, but I've been playing it in my private time as well. And uh, It does seem very popular, yeah. Um, just to let... Uh, new listeners know if you go onto our YouTube channel, they can check out your stream, previous videos, or you go live most days uh, in the afternoon. Yeah, every day in the week at 5.15 and every weekend at 3.15. Uh, so Farming Simulator 19, it was a, a free game from uh, the PlayStation Game of the Month. It was, yeah. It, it in City Skylines got a lot of hate, a lot of petitions against it, but I would say climb off the tree, download it. It's a little bit obtuse because it's deep. Um, but when you first start playing it, it's like, oh, crikey. But it doesn't take long before you're, you're plowing fields, you're harvesting wheat, you're having an absolutely uh, belt in time. And I have uh, had a little go at multiplayer of that uh, with one of oh, our yeah? Yeah, loyal listeners. Uh, we've created an agricultural contracting firm and we've got our own little uh, playthrough. Absolutely brilliant going on. Uh, I can't really speak highly enough of it. So, Phil, uh, Phil, uh, uh, I, I thought it was agreed in the contract that he's not allowed to to deal with listeners on a multiplayer level. He's uh, he's, uh, he's nodding his head. I know, Are Phil. Gonna, I'm sorry, we'll, we'll but have, I've, we'll I thought farming. I checked the small print, and it said farming simulator games are 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 remitted from that. So, uh, oh, okay, I'm very gracious. And people are probably turning off in their droves now, thinking this isn't a podcast for me. But listen, try it out. You know, it's fun. It really is. So, you know, please enjoy it. And there's not just farming in there. You can do forestry. You can do haulage with the trucks. You can do anything you want, really. So. Yeah, it, it's a it's a fascinating game. Other than that, um, oh, I've been playing some Yakuza Five. That'll turn the uh-huh. listeners back on. They turned off. Oh, the Yakuza Five. I'm back in. Um, I I still love Yakuza. Obviously, I've played the Living Wheels off the Yakuza series over the last however long. Um, 
if you want to hear all about the Yakuza series, just go back probably four or five episodes and I'm sure there's a, maybe a bit more than uh, that because I've rest I've yeah. rested it for a while because I was, I was a bit yakuza'd out. But uh, the story of uh, Kazumi Kiri, uh, Kiryu Kazumi or whichever way around that is, depending on how you pronounce your Japanese names, uh, absolutely gripped. I've said before, I'll say it again. It, it's like a yakuza soap opera with mini games and, and a life simulator in between. It, it it's perfect. It's the absolute. You're a big fan of the sim, aren't you? Big fan of the sim. It's the absolute pinnacle of what the Shenmue series probably should or could have been. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, we've got Shenmue 3. Uh, I keep meaning to play Shenmue 1 and 2 back-to-back and then go into 3 and see if it changes my opinion of it. I think it's probably worthwhile doing that, just to regress your gaming expectations a little bit. Other than that, Tom, I think that's me uh, one and done. I've watched someone playing uh, Animal Crossing, the new one. Oh, uh, yeah. Very Stardew Valley or Stardew Valley's yeah, yeah. crossing in a way, and it's uh, um it's a popular one for um for streaming and and very popular altogether really with the online trading and and the island life. Um, is that young James who's been playing that? Or no, uh, you know I'm lucky enough to have a girlfriend. I know some of the regular listeners are like, what? <laughs> As if that's a true story. Well, it's either a figment of my imagination like Stingray, who was proved to be real when we had a guest on the other day, uh, or, you know, that's one of those things. So I watched her playing Animal Crossing and thought, wow, you know, this is this is actually, do you know what, a real cool game. So she ignored me and played that, and I ignored her and played uh, Stardew Valley on the Vita. You, you couldn't ask for a more beautiful relationship, really, could you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... I, I really probably should have picked Animal Crossing up for the Switch, but I just found I've really been leaning towards the PlayStation this year a lot more. But um, I don't think it's your kind of game, I'll be honest. Yeah, that's sometimes what I've done with Nintendo games. I watched the Paper Mario thing the other day, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to say it right now in my head. That isn't for me. I think sometimes I've bought it because of like that lack of... Nintendo don't chuck out that many first-party games a year, so you, when they do come out, they're like a thing. You like, I feel like I, I should buy that because I own a Switch. But then sometimes you just have to step back and think, no, I don't think that one is actually for me. I don't think I'm going to enjoy it. And I have done that in the past and, and bought some, and I've been like, mm, it's really well made. It's a good game, but it's just not for me. And, and especially uh, as um, games are sorry, just uh, games are probably going to be looking to increase in price as we go on especially next gen. So it is, it's, and money's tighter now. So I think it's important to really choose what you want to buy nowadays. Mm. And obviously because of the ongoing worldwide pandemic, you're still locked down in your New York apartment. How I is am. life in New York treating you at the moment? Not bad. Um, yeah. Just went out, did some grocery shopping with Paulina. Um, nothing, nothing much on the shelves. There's a lot of it's been looted, but you know what can you do? And um, yeah, we've just been chilling, really looking out over Central Park, doing a few video calls with you, prepping for the podcast. I do, I begrudgingly do though, so they, they take a lot of time. Oh, I was still on air. Yeah, and and the sound over work or the vo- or say you call it sound over everyone else in the in the industry calls it voice over work. How's the sound over work been going over there? Is it dried up yet, or are you still phenomenal? Phenomenal. Really? 
the last thing Broadway, Broadway, Broadway is closed, so my theatrical work has taken a downturn. So, yeah, I've been doing more soundovers. Did some, some, uh, you sent me a clip recently of your uh, Mitchum underarm deodorant voiceover. Yeah, Robert Mitchum. No, the actual like, de- the underarm deodorant. You didn't even know what you doing the sound over for. Yeah, I absolutely didn't, they just, no they idea. Just locked me, they locked me in a room and just said, say these lines. I think you probably thought it was. I'd turn uh, up, take the money. It's no problem. Do you actually buy any of the products that you do the voiceovers for or the narration for, or is it just like I, money for you? I'm usually treated to a hamper of said product when I arrive, so no need to buy any. Right. Most of the apartments kitted out with freebies, goodie baskets, hampers, anything like that. What do you think over the years has been your favourite commercial, so an advertisement voiceover? Hmm. That's a question. Probably Tommy Hilfinger aftershave. <laughs> really? I didn't know that yeah. you've done that one. Okay, well. I have, yeah. Ever the rising, ever, well, I say rising, some might say you've already peaked, you're over the hill as far as voice actors are concerned. You're on that slippery slope. Before we know it, you'll be uh, doing the voiceover for walking baths and uh, shower seats. Yeah, saga, holidays, you name it. Beautiful. Not that far away. Well, before we lose the gaming community's interest, let's hit the news, Tom. We've scoured the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up... The wave. Wow, I'm already there. Sorry, words are in my mouth. The wave. I can't wait. By the way, until we get back into the studio with you know, obviously I'm here with. Yeah, it's a bit hard to read each other's body language just over voice chat, isn't it? Of like leading into a or segueing into a a comment or a bit of news, it's just harder. Yeah, to get the flow. But I think we do okay. Once we get you back over to the sunny UK uh, and get you here to stay we'll start doing the shows uh, in person again. So anyway, the way forward, make sure any Ubisoft fans tune in on Sunday as the developer Ubisoft are hosting their digital showcase event. The times and date as follows is July 12th, 8 p.m. BST, 9 p.m. CET, 3 p.m. ET, 12 p.m. ET, 5 a.m. AET. What do you think we're going to see, Tom? Hmm. um, I don't know. I think obviously there's rumours of Far Cry Six, uh, which apparently might be a prequel to Far Cry Three because it had that. Um, Why that not two? In. I think three seen as the pinnacle, isn't it, in a lot of people's eyes? Um, not mine. Mm, the not masses mine. say three. Uh, probably some Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay. Uh, that Gods and Monsters, which I'm quite excited to see more of. I think that'll be quite good. Although from the, the leak footage I watched, it looks like one step away from being sued by Nintendo for a Breath of the Wild clone. But that's not a bad thing. No. I'll take that. Uh, I'd, it'd be nice if we saw a Mario Rabbids Kingdom sequel. That's one of the Switch's best games. And uh, yeah, that, I'd, I'd class that as an underrated gem, but we'll get to that. Um, ooh, what else? Ubisoft, are we going to get a surprise indie? Sort of one of their smaller 
Uh, well, I'll tell you a game that's games. gone that's gone missing, Skull and Bones. Maybe we might even get an update on that. You never know. Maybe. I, I'm sure I heard um, rumblings that that had been pushed right back and sort of maybe even fully delayed for for the foreseeable future. But who knows? Um, I think what was once a, 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 a frothing fan base for a... Uh, almost online MMO version of Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Black Flag. I feel like that ship sailed, no pun in, well, pun intended, why not? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it seems a little bit like they've realised that they've missed the boat on that one. Mm, no, definitely. Um, are you uh, interested to see more of Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Deploying through most yeah, of them? Kind of, I've seen some leaked footage of it recently and it no disrespect to ubisoft but it's very much the same you know all this hype it's they gave it at the reveal yeah. that it's going to have this it's going to have that it's going to have the other when you actually see the implementation of this that and the other in the gameplay it's like there's nothing new here boys nothing new that's, mm. a, sh- that's a shame it would have been nice to have the world be a bit deeper and some of those mechanics they often shout from the rooftops be a little bit more innovative and groundbreaking but as we say to ubisoft and given their due they trot game out every year and the level of detail and the length of the script and the side missions and other stuff it's it beggars belief sometimes that they can consistently crank out higher than average games on multiple platforms on multiple genres year in, year out, seems to almost make no reasonable sense compared to the incubation time of some other publishers and games. So I don't want to beat I don't want to beat them down with a stick, but at the same token, I guess I've got to make money and shareholders and whatnot. But yeah. why not rest a couple of them for a little while while you really mm. go back and break them down and rebuild them from the ground up again? I'd um Speaking about wrestling franchises and stuff, I, I'd be surprised we've not really seen any more on Beyond Good and Evil 2, have we? No, yeah. I don't I mean, know that's that been lost silently in... dropped as well. It's yeah. kind of slipped off the radar, much like Skull and Bones has. And it's... I feel like it might have been pushed back a bit just to allow for it to be just solely a, a next-gen release because of, I, I it think was the a question big idea. For me, the question for me about that is, it is, it is a big idea, and, and admittedly it's... It's, it looks to be an interesting game. But for me, the biggest fear there is the first game didn't exactly sell what I would call gangbuster numbers. It's kind of like a cult classics, maybe could be argued a hidden gem. I know it reviewed well, but it didn't sell well. Is, is it really sensible to make a sequel to a game that maybe only a vocal minority on the internet actually want? I mean, I'd play it. Don't get me wrong. I'll play everything and anything, but... Is there actually a, a real fever and demand for that game? Yeah, I sometimes feel with some of these um, the games that are like really well received and get this like hardcore fan base. Then the big release comes of the sequel, like Alashemi Three, and like it it doesn't it doesn't carry any hype with like a new audience because they don't know what it is. Mm. They've got it, it, it's a it's it's actually quite a risky move with a game of something like Beyond Good and Evil to, to do a sequel. 
even if it's an amazing game, you've, you've just got to suddenly capture that new audience and you've got a number two at the book, like at the end of it, and they're like, oh, hang on, I've never played the first one. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I, I played it and thought it was an interesting take. The f- photography was good, the, the fighting mechanic was I- I- interesting, and um, graphically for the time, probably especially on Xbox Original. Which is where I played good, it yeah. first. It looked great. I mean, it's a little bit more sort of washed out on PS2, but that's probably where most yeah. people have played it. Yeah, I played uh, it on the Cube actually. Of all did you? Of all yeah, things, did, yeah. yeah. Desperate um, as ever right. for a game for his Nintendo machine. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, we better move on to the next bit of news. Okay. Super Kong. Uh, in some great news for Nintendo and Rare fans, Donkey Kong Country Returns is finally coming to the Switch's SNES library. Announced this week, the title will arrive on 15th of July. And the library has also been updated with Natsumi Wrestling Championship and the NES game, The Immortal. So, yeah, that's one of your favourites, isn't it, from the SNES? Um, finally surfacing on the Switch's sort of retro uh, selection. Donkey that Kong they have on there. Returns is that the sequel or is that I forget now? It's the it was that um, it was the first one you had on the snares. I remember coming around and you had that and you were wowing me with the oh what Christmas. the graphics of it all. Yeah, that, that, that is a great game for me. The thing that lives in my memory with that original rare Donkey Kong is the uh, is the audio, especially on the underwater. Yeah. I mean, that is... Aquatic Ambience is the track. Oh, my giddy ant, Tom. That's probably one of the best. We never did that in video game soundtracks. <laughs> there's, a, there's a million <laughs> ones we missed off of that, but you yeah. can only make an episode so long. But that, it still plays incredibly well. I implore anyone who's got a um, a SNES or a Super Famicom or a Super Nintendo, whatever you call it, what you like, uh, to pick that game up because... yeah. Especially on a CRT, it looks, it sings, it, it looks great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the um, the Wii U Donkey Kong Returns and um, Tropical Freeze. I thought they were both basically modernised versions of, of those SNES originals. They were a little uh, harder, were, I thought. I thought they were just a little harder. What do you harder. think? I don't mm. know. I think probably overall, yeah, as a standard difficulty, but... There was a lot more accessibility options with um, making it easy for yourself. I just remember, obviously, with the SNES ones, I don't don't think there were save points. I might be wrong, hmm. but yeah, that's going to be a nice one for some. Uh, there were, some there of the were save Switch points owners. once you finished a level or a certain amount of levels. You could uh, access okay. a save area. Yeah, you could in the yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, do you want to take this last bit of news? Well, it needs a clap, doesn't it? Bonus game. Xbox Game Pass subscribers can now download the Cedar Game Studios online role-playing game Fallout 76 for Xbox One and PC, as well as the retro-inspired 2D action RPG crosscode for Xbox One. As an added bonus, Microsoft has also added an extra game, Endless Space 2 Deluxe Edition, the big green feeling extra generous this month then, Tom. What do you think about that? Fallout 76, a game I've not dipped into. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it keeps getting improvements, doesn't it? I mean, it was it was held held up uh, for a, uh, well, I don't know the word, to be crucified when it came out, wasn't it, for its sort of general bugginess and, and terrible um, performance issues on every sort of console and PC it was on. Um, 
I think they have taken the time and, and improved it a great deal. The idea was great, wasn't it? I mean, wandering the wasteland with your friends and exploring that sort of world that they create. Mm. But yeah, I think um, I, I I would be tempted by that if um, I had the pass and give it give it a dabble, get a few friends together, and uh, yeah, roam the wasteland. Yeah, I, I just heard didn't of- know how that would. I mean, the idea on paper sounds fantastic, doesn't it? But part of Fallout yeah. and the Bethesda Studios themselves games, obviously Oblivion, Skyrim, Fallout, that, that that sort of game. Part of the appeal is the depth of lore, the scripting, um, and, and, and the one-player action that pulls you into that story. I was never quite sure how that would wash out into a multiplayer um, title. So it's it's always been one for me to sort of watch curiously from over the fence, but even yeah. to this day, I've never Fallout 76 at this point, I'm sure. It sold really well initially because everyone was excited <clears throat> yeah. on the premise, so I'm sure you yeah. can wander into any computer exchange up and down across the globe even and, and pick yourself up a copy for less than 20 bucks. Mm. Uh, still never been that keen on picking it up so no yeah um just on the subject of like fallout and uh talking about a game like that uh, skyrim one of their other games Mm. i I saw a listing the other day that it's going to be available on ps5 it got (laughs) me thinking it got me thinking like when will these like games like gta 5 and skyrim they're just so massively popular that they just keep getting re-released on well another thing is with those games that they're such big behemoths that every year there's a gamer that comes of age who hears about it who wants to check it out yeah making it available on every platform to this day i mean it's it's getting past a joke i would say with some of these (laughs) games but uh yeah you, you look at grand theft auto 5 much lambasted for opening the ps five uh digital event but as we said in the ps5 reveal episode go check the top 10 i mean yeah securing that console and that amount of shark card points down for another era well another little bit of secret bonus semi-leaked news is the uh there's rumors that gta5 when it finally it to the ps5 will have psvr implementation yeah, so this comes from a, um, a supposed leak or or uh, job listing for Rockstar. Uh, I believe it's Rockstar Sydney, is it? Yeah, Bondi um, or Sydney or whatever Bondi. it was. Um, that they're listing for a AAA um, VR open world exclusive, or I don't know as exclusive, but yeah, those were the words used, so it got tongues wagging, whether it'll be something new or whether it will be like, uh, VR implementation to GTA 5. I don't know how much better that game can look on, even on a PS5 or Xbox Series X. It's kind of... Well, what I would say to you is go check out some of the mods for GTA 5 on mm, PC and then true. there's times where people have cranked that up and it, my goodness, it beggars belief. It's, it's photorealistic at times. <sighs> it's a good point, but... I feel like that gameplay is going to feel very janky, in especially when you're going to be putting up against some of the next-gen stuff. 
but we'll see. I, I, I think it's great that it's coming to um, the next gen and, and people will be able to continue with the online and um, maybe they're going to implement. I, I would like to see all of that online stuff added into the story mode. I think that's quite doable. But uh, I guess we'll see. Well, question, Tom. Did we miss anything? Do you have an opinion or take on the news we missed? And let's face it, at this point, Tom, we've probably missed the biggest news story of the week. So how would they get in touch with us and let us know that we are slightly below par podcast? How would they get in touch with us and let us know? We're not, obviously. We're a triple-A heavy hitter. Uh, Must thank uh, our fans in Ireland for boosting us into the top 50 there. And across the globe, we're... uh, like a, like a submarine, Tom, just popping the periscope up in, in countries all over the world. Japan, who would have thought we'd be in the uh, top 10 in Japan, of all places, a non-English-speaking country. Um, obviously, continue to do well in the charts in, in all the uh, English-language countries. So thank you to everybody listening um, for taking the time out to sit down and give us a moment of your time and vice versa. It's uh, very much... The numbers look great. As I say on the YouTube stream sometimes, Tom, the numbers look great, but behind those numbers is a real person who's actually took the time out to listen. So very, very grateful for that. Thank you, listeners. Yeah, Even I saw, so, uh, all, saw you discussing that with Gazlove Games. All the, fun of the, uh, all the fun of the show to a side, how would, they let us, how would they get in contact and let us know that we are a slightly above average podcast, Tom? Uh, you can reach us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com via email or you can uh, direct messages on Instagram or Twitter or uh, jump on our Discord chat and uh, and come and say hello be be good to hear from you we we love it don't we and uh, very welcome in so feel free to come in sound off let them know you're there you'll get the big welcome from some of the mainstays in the community which we hear from week in week out in the feature it's almost your chance to meet these uh, it's almost pseudo-celebrities of the show, Tom, the people that constantly contribute to helping uh, us make uh, a great uh, show. Uh, I'm the only celebrity here. Yes, we know. We know about this. <laughs> You've got your mention in on, the, uh, on that. Uh, well done. Yeah. Um, brilliant. Uh, anyway, coming up is the feature... The, the reason why most of them tune in, because every week, Tom, between the news and the new releases, we issue up a filling in a sandwich that this week is gaming's hidden gems. It's normally a deep dive. This week, it's a little bit of a lighter episode where we've turned the table around to the community and asked them for their hidden gems. So this week, we thought it prudent to share some hidden gaming gems. But what are hidden gems, you ask? Well, the common hypothesis is that these games uh, were overlooked at time of release. Maybe they're released next to a huge game or didn't get the praise and support the games sometimes miss on release. Some games are maybe just a little ahead of their time or take time for the genre to be uh, to mature or be understood. A prime example is Alien Resurrection on original PlayStation, utilizing twin analog stick style that is used in every console FPS since. At the time, reviewers couldn't get their heads around it or just the idea of using twin stick movement. Uh, over the time, the game's been rediscovered, and in our opinion, it's a blast. As always, we've reached out to our listeners and community and have worked their thoughts and hidden gems suggestions into this feature. So without further ado, Tom, let, well, before I say without further ado... Do you want to take the first one? Well, have you played Alien Resurrection? 
No, I don't believe I have. Was this I have on... to admit, when I first played it, I struggled to use the right stick to move the gun up and down was... and left, left stick to move. Obviously, that's become the default way of controlling yeah, no, character exactly. in an FPS. But at the time, it was so alien. Obviously, we've all, we were all playing sort of Doom variants at the time where you just line yeah. up and, and it doesn't matter whether the guy's up or down. Obviously, uh, Golden, I had a go, but most of the time you shot the gun and the bullet zoom, magically zoomed up the screen and into the bad dude. So, uh, <laughs> Alien Resurrection was was almost like an Alien Res... res uh, what's it called? Alien Isolation, but early on with a bit more shooting. But uh, was it a, a sequel to Alien Trilogy on the PlayStation? Kind of, kind of. Right. In uh, that, was, in that yeah, sort of. It was developed by another team, but you know, if on my shelf I have them next to each other because I like to think that the Alien Trilogy is there and Resurrections there as well. It's I'm a little mm-hmm. sad like that. Like when the <laughs> Die Hard Trilogy came out, I had all the VHSs that I'd bought from the shop because I like the Die Hard franchise, and then. Uh, Independence Day had come out, and the same team, Fox Interactive, were making uh, Independence Day the game. I mean, how couldn't that be amazing? Because Die Hard Trilogy <laughs> is recognised as a classic. Well, let me tell you, Independence Day by Fox Interactive, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even rip the manual up and nail it into the uh, nail it in the outdoor toilet and use the pages <laughs> to wipe your backside on. It's that bad. So. <laughs> Sorry if you've worked on that game and you're listening. Apologies, but you could have done a little bit better, I'm sure. <laughs> who's the, uh, <laughs> uh, the first-person out the uh, mailbag this week, Tom? Is this a new listener? Let's give them the clap, because it's probably half the reason why they've messaged in. New listener. It's simply Alexa. Uh, the whole Disgaea franchise. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, hands up. Just say it, uh, hands up emoji, hearts and eyes emoji. Now that's um, a franchise well, I've never had a go at. Have you? I think I might same. have it actually yeah. on, uh, but I think it's more of a tactics game than the one is I've it, I thought. It, it's not a JRPG, is it? Though? It is, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. I'm thinking of the right one then. But the tactics game, I'm sure it's uh, this uh, Disagit. Should have done the research. To be fair, we shot down in flames at the first hurdle. Uh, let's bail, well, bail, bail us out, Tom. Let's thank. Thanks for the, uh, the short this week comment. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. Comment picture seventy nine. What have they uh, got to say for themselves? Lonely Mountains Downhill, which I really want that for the Switch. Uh, Unravel Two, Apache Air Assault on the three sixty and PS three. Hawks on the three sixty and PS three, and West of Dead. He Hawks. says this. Oh, yeah, that's a game I've wanted to check out. Uh, he says there's obviously loads, but these games for me are well underrated and worth a look. Very good. And I, I think a, long, a lot of a real salient point to take away from this is a lot of these games are, especially on last gen, which is about to become last last gen. Tom, what are you doing? You wrestling with Paulina? Sorry. What's going on? No, there? that's later. Um, yeah, I'm back in the room. Does Limpo mind you wrestling with uh, Paulina? I mean, you've got two female cleaners that you have employed or yeah, maids. she she's more like the mother. She's like the mother of the house. What Limpo is? Yeah. She feeds us and looks after us. She's 24 years old and from Taiwan, uh, from uh, Thailand, Tom. How can she be the mother of the house? How old's Paulina? 19. My God. 
<laughs> I wish I'd never asked. I will see. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'll just see him wheeling a dice. It was all there. getting a bit Epstein there, wasn't it? It Well, probably you're shaking in your boots a little bit at Jusseline's uh, <laughs> recent arrest. That's for sure. So anyway, back to the games. Tom Clancy's Hawks looks really appealing to me. It's a game I've always wanted to check out. I don't know if I picked it up recently. Again, I think if I had, it was a game I saw for a pound and thought, how could I not? How could I not? So uh, yeah. some great suggestions there by the show's resident artist, Comic Pictures 79, a.k.a. Adam, the artist, a.k.a. Comic Pictures No Space on Etsy. What's uh, who, we got, who we got next? Mike JMSB. I think he might be a new listener. Look at the hidden gems pulling everybody out. Rocket Robot on Wheels. God, I missed that game. I don't know anyone who knows of it other than me. Is that not the N64 well, game? I've never heard of that, so he's, he's right in his comment. Um, he is right. Yeah. Um, next up, we've got the Dale Mills. Yeah. SOS, the final escape on PS2. Lost in a sea of Resident Evil clones, but I really enjoyed this unique take on survival horror. That's an interesting one. Yeah, it was the N64 game, Tom. I was, uh, for once, I was right. And little did I know, it was actually created by Sucker Punch before they moved to PlayStation. So uh, there's a hallmark of quality. And uh, well done to Mike JMSB for messaging in about that one. Um, what's, what did they all say? SOS, the final escape on PS2. Lost in the sea. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking no- of sucker... Sorry. Uh, just quick uh, self-promotion for the show. Speaking of sucker punch, um, next week we're probably going to be looking uh, at a Ghost of Tsushima preview, unless the Nintendo Direct rumours pan out. And then the week after, Xbox fans, you're going to want to tune in because we're going to be covering the Xbox Live first party digital event. We'll make sure we bring you all the latest scoops and all the news from that so just a bit of a preview of what's coming up over the next couple of weeks okay uh finster gamer next one out of the bag he says there were so many games last gen that were a lot of absolute corkers that slipped by including bring legendary and rise of the argonauts rise of the argonauts is uh yeah i've heard that's um sorry decent what i like about this hidden gems is it really pulls a lot of things out of the woodwork that means i can now go add them all to my uh watch list on ebay and pick them up uh, <laughs> it's a very selfish episode because it gives me a, a great opportunity to uh, further expand my gaming library with some classics yeah i'm terrible i'm i'm just not great at I, i'm probably those sort of people who overlook all of these titles and just get the latest hyped Greatly reviewed, big AAA game for the console that I own. You're um, missing out there, friend. I need You're to broaden. Out. I need to broaden my horizons a bit. But you could do. You me. could do with popping out of uh, pulling on the hazmat suit, getting Paulina and uh, Limpo front and centre of that sort of king's chair that you get carried around New York in. They can <laughs> hoist you up on their shoulders and walk you to the local gaming outlet and you can pick up a console from the last generation for probably the spare change you've lost down the back of the couch and then you could pick up some of these games that are absolute belting games for 50p to a pound 50 cents to a dollar and bring them back and play the living wheels off of them yeah absolutely not going to happen though is it because it's not cutting edge graphics you like to be right in the white hot edge of gaming 
very strange. I do. Man. I think that's why we we deliver a, a good uh, broad spectrum of, of stuff on this show. Up next, Bobby, a co-host from a couple of weeks ago where he was able to uh, manage to communicate to me from New York while you were doing a tour of the Far East. He sat, he, uh, maybe sat your house. What episode was that? History of Sonic the Hedgehog. So thank you again to Bobby for that, a.k.a. Bobby's World Podcast. I've, uh, I've, I've, I've had a good look around and nothing's been taken, so he can maybe do that again one day. Okay, well, uh, I'll gladly have him on again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Chronicles of a Gamer, I would say Condemned Criminal Origins, Deadly Premonition, Director's Cut, Until Dawn, Mad Max, Willow, both on the NES and in the arcade, Crystalis, Wings of War, Elemental Master, Dick Tracy on the Genesis, Goof Troop, Great Game, Blackthorn, Legacy of Cain, Alundra, Manhunt, Dark Watch, The Suffering, The Thing, Maximo, Sleeping Dogs in the Kingdom. Oh, sleeping Dogs. Uh I'm sure there are more, but let's go with this. Let's just cut through that. Condemned Criminal Origins was 360 launch title. I thought that was... It was, yeah. I mean, I thought at the time it looked photorealistic, absolutely great-looking game. Probably uh, lost a little bit to time, I would say. I don't think it performed very well at the launch, even though I'd recommend anyone who'd got a 360 back in the day to have tried that. Deadly Premonition, very much... uh, a hidden gem, very much uh, one would almost argue a Marmite game. Tom, we did a show about Marmite games all the way back, if you remember, just explaining what they are and what they they mean. Uh, Until Dawn, is that, a, is that a hidden gem? Because have you played that Until Dawn? I haven't, no, and you have recommended it to me. So. Thoroughly fantastic game. You and the good lady, or one or both of your cleaners could sit or maids could sit down and play that and have an absolutely belting evening mad max uh, another game i recommended to you when you played for about 10 minutes and then something new and shiny came out and you dropped it like a hot stone you ever going to go back to mad max probably not desperate to talk to you on air about the ending um i'll watch you on youtube and talk to you about it much to your distaste Such a shame. Uh, Willow on the NES in the arcade. Uh, Dick Tracy on the Genesis. Seen that Goof Troop? If that's the SNES game, thought that that thought that was good. I think I had that back in the day. Blackthorn. I think he's on the SNES, the Mega CD, and various things in between. Legacy of Kane. Is that a hidden gem? I thought most people quite like that. Alundra. It's a great game. Manhunts. One of Bobby's favourite games, and obviously Brutal. one that got some very uh, bad press here in the UK at the time. Uh, interesting game The Suffering I remember watching a friend uh, play that and being thoroughly uh, entranced by it The Thing uh, another PS2 Xbox original classic game that I think's aged well Ta- you you seem to raise your eyebrow at Sleeping Dogs what you got to say about that I I really enjoyed that played it finished it thought it was an excellent game um, a sort of uh, internal affairs style story the, the film a uh, bit of a, a homage to that I suppose with different other elements thrown in uh, if you like Yakuza I can't believe you've not played that and GTA it's, it's very much a, a mishmash of both but it does some really to nice me, things to me it's always looked more like GTA than Yakuza I think unless you've played probably Yakuza so Tom, yeah you know as I said to you before yeah. a lot of people go isn't that the Japanese GTA like have you played 
Have you played Yakuza? You can't even get in a car. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think it, it was probably the vibe. Uh, it looked very similar. Um, there's a few mini games in there as well. Uh, the combat's excellent. It's a lot more um, sort of melee based than GTA, I suppose. Um, there are guns and stuff, but it's a lot about his sort of hand to hand combat. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's very, it's a bit like Arkham type combo with, with the reversals and so forth. But yeah, uh, decent. I recommend that to anyone. Okay. Got um, Maximo. Sorry, Maximo. Uh, I remember playing that on a PlayStation official magazine demo disc. It's quite good, actually, a Capcom game. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And a pseudo sequel to the uh, Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh, Ghouls and Ghosts, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you were saying. I was going to say, next. next out the mailbag, Tom, none left Mike. He said, I absolutely adored Bishy Bashy Special for the PS1. Lots of mad little mini games are equally fun and interesting. They believe that's a, a WarioWare style game. Next up, Dadkin Game. He mentions Rogue Galaxy, Galaxy, which is a great game on PS2, Enclave on Xbox, the much-championed Spec Ops The Line on 360 PS3, mm. uh, yeah. Untold Legends Dark Kingdom, Jack X Racing PS2, Hexen on the N64, Unreal Championship 2, The Leandry Conflict on Xbox, Scarface The World Is Yours, 360 PS3, and we, of all things, Body Harvest on the... <laughs> Scarface on the Wii. <laughs> Is that... Oh my god! What what would you use motion control for? I can't imagine. The world is yours, anyway. Uh, Body Harvest on the N sixty four, Tiny Tank on the PS one, Bullet Storm on three sixty and PS three, which got a remake this gen, I believe. Uh, Bullet Storm Reloaded from memory. He said, "I think I could name some more, but the list will get quite long." Ha 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 ha! You you, you laugh you laugh at that Scarface on the Wii, but guarantee you, there's a hundred fathers out there who, after sick of entire Wii shovelware cooking mama nonsense, were waving that Wii wand around, going "Say hello to my little friend," holding it on their nose. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's a terrible idea. Uh, hold up hold up to nose to intoxicate <laughs> pull the pull the trigger button absolutely <laughs> savage uh we've got uh rice stars here he says import tuna challenge on the xbox fun little highway battle game i've sank so or sank too many hours into he said and bushida blade on ps1 doesn't get mentioned enough for me very tense two-player game is a man of a ah. taste. N yeah. underscore King Arthur, N underscore King underscore Arthur N. He said Mad Max is actually really underrated. Fire emoji. Don't forget that, Tom. So he's a man of uh, taste and eloquence. Where are you or not? Yeah. <laughs> AJG1392 says Brute Force for original Xbox. Now, do you remember that? That was a squad based game. Where you, you had a mix of alien, I think you had it. One of those games you think I own. Yeah, we've got the special coming up soon for all the long-term fans where we do, where I talk about all the games that you owned in the past that you've forgotten about. It was a little bit like, um, do you remember Star Wars Republic Commando? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's that, it's like that. 
yeah, but you basically a squad based game. If I'm if if memory serves, the the box art was like a you know the police height charts that you stand in front of for your. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I do remember this. Maybe that was the advert, but uh, yeah, it's a, like a squad based third person game where where different people in your squad had different skills and abilities and you could sort of get them to do this and that and the other. Anyway, Iron Aces 2 on the PS2. Auto model Easter he he seems to rate the GameCube version out of all of them. And he says for a few games that have slipped into obscurity. Auto mod Auto Model Easter a game I'm quite desperate to pick up for PS2 actually. Uh yes the cell shaded Gran Turismo esque game that uh, I think at Konami or Capcom did I can't remember the uh, publisher now but there you go the retro games corner Alice Madness returns for sure such an underrated game a game that uh, Bobby aka Chronicles of a Gamer aka God has been playing through recently and Tom just for your information you've fallen further behind that's another platinum he's got unbelievable now this I just can't keep up this listener uh, coming up next Long-time listener, first-time poster, so he gets the new listener. It's Mr. C. My nomination is Kill Switch on PS2, a third-person cover-based shooter that predates Gears of War. Any game that breaks the fourth wall by acknowledging it's all game and takes the Michael out of MGS during an all-tanker mission by telling you this isn't a sneaking mission is a brilliant bit of early satire, and it was great to play. Yeah, Kill Switch. Right. I remember that. Uh, I think I've got that. It is a third-person cover-based shooter. I'll, uh, I'll get Phil to... Phil, just Google that for me, please. And also uh, cross-reference that with my games that I own and let me know uh, if I've got it or not. You've got him right around your finger, haven't you? Well, while you've just been Delegate in... and he just... While you've been sunning yourself and living it up in uh, the good old US of A, me and Phil have grown. You brought him onto the show as a means of making it more professional right. and highbrow, and uh, he's certainly done wonders for our sound levels and balancing and mastering us at the sixteen LUF quality that is needed for commercial radio broadcast. Um, so we thank you, Phil, for that. The silent but. Uh, violent member of the unofficial controller podcast production team uh yeah me and him have have got quite close obviously we've been doing all the whiteboard planning for the show and upcoming content and planning all the sort of instagram shots and policing the discord and doing all that sort of stuff so he's been uh key he certainly picked up the heavy lifting while you've been lounging around in your underpants some say, though, when he used to work at BBC Studios, he was partnered as part of a double act called The Two Phils. Uh, his co-host was Phil Schofield. So, Numerous wow. to say, I wonder what he got up to. Well, what are you suggesting? I don't know. The, the rumours might be true, that's all I'm saying. What rumours? About Phil. Which Phil? Both fills, the well, two fills. What what what's not come out about Phil? Phil, Schofield. 
<laughs> Where I'm are you going? I feel. I'm oh, I feel. I feel. I feel lives in the uh, in the village. The next the next village over. He lives with Sebastian. Maybe if you took uh, time to climb down off your wow, yeah. tower and get to know him a little bit instead of just bossing him around. And all I see from you on the show's internal message board is make me sound good. <laughs> well, don't you know, message when me, I do sound Phil, overs, when I, do I sound message overs, you. I Mickey Mouse sound quality. Well, That's why I brought Phil with me. It's exactly why. That's why you brought him on board. And uh, to be fair, he's done a cracking job. He's a lovely guy. I'll uh, hopefully be going for a socially distanced barbecue with Phil and Sebastian this weekend. Looking forward to it. Oh, well, right, okay. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm taking some uh, Stilton and uh, pork sausages round. Do no doubt you are. No doubt I am. Loyal listener, Oscat.tv messaging. He says, all right, listen, PS2, Bratz Forever Diamonds. It's, a, <laughs> it's amazing. I will fight for that game. Okay. No he's arguments. keen, isn't he, for that? He, he's, he's, he collects a lot of Bratz games, does our Oscat bless him. He also says 3D.Heroes on PS3 is the best Zelda clone out there. Now, that's a game I... I almost picked up many moons ago for not very much money, and now when I went to buy it again, it was like, mm, yeah, 3D dot game here. It's just it's quite a lot of money now. Uh, so I'm quite keen to try that out. Uh, anyone else who's played it, please message on the Discord or me directly and let me know what you think to it. Uh, Retro Gamer Thomas, Tom, has been in touch. He's a, a very loyal fan of the show and a very dear Kind human being that populates the Discord. Why don't you uh, you give him some uh, airtime, Tom? Uh, RGT says some of my hidden gems would have to be Jackass, Jackass on the PS2. Absolute blast with friends. So funny. American, American Fugitive was a great game this gen. A bit of a modern, original, top-down GTA. Shadow Complex on the PS4. What a great game. Sort of a side-scrolling shooter puzzler. We played that, didn't we? It's a great game. Though. Yeah. Uh, also, The Saboteur was a really good game last gen with some interesting gameplay. I think that was was that the World War Two like sort of stealth mob. It was. It was almost. Uh, I'm thinking of the right like game. An, it was like a Ubisoft style game. I think it was made by EA mm-hmm. from memory. And obviously, as you lock different areas, they went from black and white. While yes, while they were owned yeah. by the Nazi, uh, or you know, the German Nazis. Uh, call them what you like, uh, to colour as you liberated the areas. And obviously you did that by climbing up and taking flags down and doing various sort of mini missions around the map. Which was yeah, it looks interesting. Game. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably remember loads more while listening to the show. Have a great weekend, fellas. Plus, Tom, we need to see your flat cap and wax jacket so you can officially be sworn into the Tweedy Blinders. Yes. Well, I did, um, yeah, he did ask me about this. And I've got the wax jacket, uh, but I've always been more of a, sort of Indiana Jones hat fan. So I might have to don that. So the Tweedy Blinders is, so is what, just the, so... yeah. what the community have called themselves. Now they rally around and watch the Farming Simulator 19 videos. The, they sit down with, I put a flat cap and a wax jacket on, make it more realistic, I suppose. And uh, <laughs> Full immersion. Full immersion. Yeah, when was the last time you actually see a farmer wearing that get up? 
It's more baseball caps and body warmers. But anyway, uh, they've called themselves the Tweedy Blinders. We've even got a unique piece of art for the... You'll be upset about this because of branding, but that's the icon for the show on YouTube right now. So there you go. Uh, in um, a way, it could be argued that Farming Simulator 19 is a hidden gem. I know it's got massive fans and huge communities out there, but it's never hit mainstream um, popularity. But uh, I think it's a game that if people gave half hour to an hour to, we'd be like, mm, that's actually quite good. I believe, um, well, I did discuss this with Phil, but my my character in the the Tweedy Blinders is uh, that of a gangmaster, uh, hence the, the more formal hat ah uh, uh, oh so, by yeah, the way Phil's, bringing some... Phil's just held up because obviously he's behind the glass window he's just held up a uh, piece of paper that said the rumours about him and Phil are sort of true George you can ask him for yourself at the barbecue he's coming oh goodness me I'll be down there if Hollow Willoughby is uh, is going as well but he's nodded his head Holly is going because he he did the uh, he did the production. I'll be on production. the first plane back. Yeah, I knew you'd be over like a rat. Now you know that I'm getting the chance to mix with C-list celebrities. Unbelievable sneaker. Uh, who's next? Uh, who have we got next? Ezlo and Midna to uh, I think to close us out. Uh, there's a few hidden gems on the Nintendo 64. Check out Go Go Troublemakers from Treasure in particular. I've still got my Japanese copy somewhere. It's a great 2D platformer stuck on a system more known for 3D games. As 3D was the big new thing in the last end of the 90s, it was overlooked by most. I'd love mm. to see on a modern system like the Switch. But unfortunately, Treasure, uh, as a games company, are no more. I think the last game came out over six years ago. So, I've not heard of that. Go, go Troublemakers. No, me neither. But uh, that'll be an interesting one to go check out. So That's a good point, right? Good point they raised there about, um, like, yeah, I mean, I'll be guilty of that when the N64 came out. Like, 2D games just didn't get a look in, did they? No. Well, I've, um, I think I've mentioned this before. You've only got to go back and look at episodes of Bad Influence where the Shinobi Saturn, Saturn uh, Shinobi got a 2D version on the Saturn. Uh, I think it's called Shinobi X. And everyone on there was like, yeah, boring, too many 2D games. We're bored of these now. We want the 3D games, blah, blah, blah. And I think they gave it like, the equivalent of three out of 10 and it's actually probably the best Shinobi game you can get. So there were a lot of games in that transition from 16 bit to 32 bit or 32 to 64, depending on how you, or 16 to 64, depending on how you look at it, that were just sort of derided because people had, people had just played one too many 2d platformer at the time, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, great comment to end the, uh, the section with and thank you to everyone who's got in touch we're gonna we're gonna round out with a couple of uh i don't know what tom's got in the bag or maybe he's got a, a one-man monologue to let us know why he doesn't play games that don't review over nine out of ten or ninety percent and uh, aren't accompanied by at least four million pounds worth of advertising i'm poised at the edge of my seat to hear that one um my hidden gems tom so sit down and Pick, yeah. up your, pick up your notepad. Uh, John Woo's Stranglehold on the Xbox 360 and PS3. Obviously, that's a... What's the word I'm looking for? Gun-foo-style game where you could engage. I played it, uh, was it last Christmas, as a palate cleanser after Mass Effect 1 when I went back and did a, 
a replay of that. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, John Wish Strangleholds, six to eight hours can be had for anywhere between 50p and one pound, 50 cents and a dollar. It's not got trophies on PS3, but it's got achievements on 360. So if you're looking at spreading your uh, gamer score a little higher, it's it's certainly worth a, a playthrough and one that I found quite innovative, actually, and uh, fun to play. Uh, Mad Max, it's been mentioned above, and Tom's inability to play it still makes me wonder what sort of a I man do he feel is. Ashamed. Uh, Mad Max on PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, not only a great looking game, in my opinion, and yeah, towards the latter two thirds of the game, I did get a little bit sort of frustrated and bored with it, but I had done every single side mission that I could on the way to that point, and then sort of sort of bum rushed it as I called to see the end game at which point I was kind of one and done with it but uh, while I was playing it I did enjoy it Pitfall now it came out on the SNES as well and and many other formats 32x Mega CD etc but the one to play it on in my opinion is the original Mega Drive Pitfall the Mayan Adventure it's just a great looking game it plays well um, nice mix and match of uh, 2D action uh, certainly uh, an interesting title and, and pays homage to the original Pitfall on the Atari in quite a unique and fun way. Transformers, the Cybertron games, so Fall of and War 4, both on 360 PC and PS3 from memory. I, I absolutely love those games. I can't speak highly enough about them. If you're a Transformers uh, fan and you like the lore, if you like third-person shooter games with the unique uh, control methods uh, and and styles of play, it's, they're definitely worth looking out. And again, that game can be had for probably less than a tenner. Uh, Uni Rally on the SNES, a game that uh, I absolutely love and was made by DMA Digital. Obviously, you went on to, pretty sure it was made by them, you went on to make famous the uh, Grand Theft Auto series. you basically uh, a Pixar-style uh, unicycle um, much like the the lamp in the Pixar logo. Have you ever played Uni Rally, Tom? No, I believe it was on um I've got is it a, is it on the um you know the SNES Mini? For some reason oh, I've got I, an I idea that it's on there. Or it's either on the Switch um SNES library. I might be wrong, but I implore I, you I, I, I remember the box you to check it out because at the time that was yeah. what a lot of SNES owners held up to say this is faster than Sonic, and I tell you what, it moves at some clicks. It's absolutely blistering fast. It's a racing game, really. Yeah, it's, it's although it's like one versus one, but in in multi in um, there's a a listener on Instagram, Carlos Saxos. Me and him had a uni rally sesh one day, <laughs> and uh, I think our time was split. Uh, split was by naught point naught 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 one. Uh, of a second and that's how close it was and I think I've got a picture somewhere of us I think he beat me actually sat in front of the screen looking dead proud of himself but absolutely fantastic (laughs) fun to be had and again if you've got a snares and you haven't played that game I really uh, say you should check it out did you ever play Pitfall on Mega Drive you went quiet no doubt Uh, Limpo was doing the hoovering I think I might have done okay and what about the War for Cybertron games on on Xbox. No, I've not tried those. Oh, Tom. I know. I was a bit. I was a bit um, too young for Transformers, really. 
He doesn't. If you ask me what a Transformer is, I'll shamefully say it's a film by Michael Bay. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, and my final game that I'm going to close out the feature with, I implore everyone to play. Anyone who thinks that they like Obsidian games and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm a really big fan of theirs. They've done some great games. Or Alpha Protocol was their first stab at doing something that wasn't a something for somebody else. I would say really that got the mainstream. It used to feature in all the. Um, I used to subscribe to original Xbox magazine and the 360 one, and Alpha Protocol got loads of page time and adverts in probably in the 360 one to be fair but uh, it was it was all over it and then it launched and it got panned and it just dropped it like a hot stone but <laughs> y- yeah it's a glitchy mess and i think if you go back to some of our early episodes i was playing it then and i haven't yeah, got sure. enough, i haven't got enough good things to say about it like look past the glitchiness i think even one of the bosses uh popped up in our top 10 gaming uh, protagonists as well as a boss I always remembered um, I thought it was I just think it's a fantastic game and one that um, everybody should check out um, including you nice okay well I think you made some uh, some nice suggestions there for everyone and thanks for the listeners for all their picks as well I'm sure you're all going to be getting Google out and having a look at some of those that were mentioned, which is which is great. It's what we're all about. Uh, making a community and sharing and promoting content and suggesting great little hidden gems. Um, for me, I'm, I probably have played some hidden gems, but I was racking my brain this week when we were discussing the feature about, I think I probably mentioned a lot of them over the, the course of the shows we've done in other features. Um, indie games like Child of Light by a nice little game by Ubisoft uh, called RPG uh, Battlefield that is a 2 everyone has heard me talk about how good I think that is as a console real time strategy I think it plays excellent or played excellent frame, frame rate is probably very bad now on the 360 and the servers are obviously shut down so there's no online option uh, but still a, a very detailed and and a uh, lot of love gone into that game i think especially with the, the tolkien law second only to farmerton law um what else i've got uh red steel 2 on the wii now that's a great little game the, the first one was a bit i remember it being shown and they were showing off how like you could aim the guns like guns akimbo with uh with the wii remote and and so forth and then the second one came out, it's very stylized and it's like a Japanese Western, like Samurai Western. Uh, and the, the actual Wii Motion Plus really helps it like play very, very well. So yeah, that's it. That's it. You can probably pick that up cheapest chips as well for the Wii. It'll also play on the Wii U if you've got one of those, obviously with backwards compatibility. Uh, a lot of Wii U games you could probably class as hidden gems, even like Bayonetta 2 is, is pretty criminal that such a great um, action game is is not played by so many people uh, because of it just mm. being on the, the Wii U um, and hopefully we, we get a sequel for that fairly soon um, Killer7 yeah um, I saw that on the, the nice photo George did for the feature I did play that on the cube as part of um, I think that was part of the Capcom 5 or whatever it was that came to the console very strange game but quite interesting 
Yeah, uh, like I say, I, I probably don't play as many as I used to. I yeah, you to could even argue them. there's a couple of games uh, in the boot this week that Stingrace brought that you could argue were sort of getting the recognition they deserve. And I, maybe even the Accuser series originally started on PS2. Not many people yeah. really had heard of it. I mean, that that's now getting mainstream success. You could yeah, argue that definitely. a lot of these hidden gem games, when they get when they finally get some traction with the fan base and that fan base screams loudly enough about them, they, they end up getting the respect and airtime they deserve, I would say. So, yeah, it's... Uh, this, it is hard. I think I think um, release schedules and stuff like a massive part of things. Like, so many titles do get well, buried when they Mad come Max out. Mad Max is a prime example of that, launched on the same day as uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Oof. What are you buying? Yeah. What are you buying? Well, I know what I bought. I bought Metal Gear Solid Five. Exactly, um, and you didn't even know Ma- yeah. Mad Max had come out. So you know, honestly, yeah, it, those um, those days seem to be so much coming out. Um, but yeah, Way of the Samurai uh, is another one that's popped in my mind that I've played on PS2, and I think it goes all the way through to PS3. I think it's yeah. got, the latter games even got released on 362. That's another game that's fantastic no matter when you die in that game obviously that's rendered as you having done it you know so if you die 10 minutes in that's it or you can see all the way through to its conclusion there's multiple different endings it's a it's a fascinatingly interesting game i have to admit and another one that i've mentioned on the show that i think is probably a hidden bit of two that a bit of hidden gem firefighter fd 18 and um my shadows of rome that i often blather on about which is also a Two other titles that launched and never really got traction, but actually, do you know what? They're really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's many no, out there, uh, isn't there? And there's many there games, is. I think, that get that sort of fateful, and you've been guilty of lashing a game with this, Tom, the Days Gone, which I'd give an eight to a nine, <laughs> but you gave it a seven, uh, and then changed your mind almost immediately. But if a game gets that fateful seven out of ten, which is still a, it's, cracking, it's yeah. still a cracking result, Unless it gets nine yeah. or ten, a lot of people just aren't buying it. Yeah, it's a bit like if your football team's not winning five nil every week, it's it's uh, it's a poor old do, but a one nil win still does the job. Mm. So um, yeah, with that very mediocre analogy, uh, what I was trying to say at the end there, we'll sign yeah. off on the feature. Okay, uh, well, it's probably best we do, seeing as you've left it in... Uh, a... Absolute ruins. Yes. What, what's he been up to this week? Well, first of all, tell us, for the new listeners, who is Stingray? Uh, Stingray is based on an actual real person who used to deliver videos around uh, where me and George used to live. Um, these, were, it was, these were videos that weren't legit. They were, they were pirate copies. We can chuck that out there. But we didn't care. They had all the, the latest hits. Um, Battle for Endor, Indiana Jones, um, Caravan of Courage, various children's TV series. Um, you name it, he usually had it. And he used to lay these out in the back of his Nissan Bluebird. And it just I just used to like love the way they're all... like VHS boxes are chunky, aren't they? And, like, mm. They've got a shiny plastic on them. Yeah, they just look real smart. It gone to a lot of effort with a lot of them to actually get the official, like, I suppose, video box art 
some of them were probably legit tapes, some of the lesser known movies. I think one called Munchies, as Critters, all those sort of like um, 80s and 90s early horror films, low budget stuff. Um, that we were just, well, I, I was allowed to pick out as, as something to watch, unbelievably. Ratings just going completely out the window. <laughs> well, we've, um, used, we've used this guy as a way of framing it, the new release highlights for the week, haven't we? Yeah. And we also, we, we, each one that we pick that we think is going to be our mummy mummy, the one we have pulled our mummy's apron strings for back in the day, is the one that we recommend you guys check out on whatever format that uh, it's on. And um, we also pick a VHS as well, Tom, don't we? We do. And due to the fact that he is immortal, he, um, he's uh, able to transcend the, the ravages of time and, and uh, come back and deliver modern-day technology. He, he direct, is direct to your door. The man, the myth, the legend. So what's Stingray been up to this week, Tom? I don't know. He's, uh, he's, he's not been to, into the US this month because he got his hands got a bit hot last time he went back through customs. So I told him not to pop over again. Okay. I think he's, been well, in, he's been in the UK mainly this week. He's been selling uh, A to Z vitamins from about 10 years ago that he's been awarded. <laughs> He's selling these as Corona Cure. So, uh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. He did a, yeah. Did, a, did a big deal with Holland and Barrett, did he? He did, yeah. They were binning some tablets, and he was like, how much for all these uh, <laughs> cod liver oil tablets and uh, A to Z <laughs> vitamins? Tablets. Yeah, all this stuff, all this ramble you're chucking out. How much can I have for that? <laughs> um, I don't know what he got it for, but, uh, yeah, he's uh, repackaged them as Corona Cure. He's just written it on in uh, Sharpie. Um and that's what he's passing around at the moment. It's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battle Friend all this week. These are the new release highlights for the week, July 6th to July 11th, 2020. Listeners, these are out on digital, physical, or will be by the time podcasts in your feed, but could be. Tom, they could be region dependent. What's Paulina brought you for your uh, afternoon snack there that you're chewing on? Well, it's another week. It's another Catherine full body release. Uh, oh, Catherine no. full body on. What's Paul? What's Paulina brought you to chew on? I can hear your tobacco, plate. Tobacco. Oh, you're now chewing tobacco, are you? Yeah. What a it helps with, it helps with helps with the um, the, the voiceover sound overwork. Okay. 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 So another, as you say, another another week, another Catherine full body release on the switch this time, July seventh. Tom, read her out for me. Uh. Uh, indecisive protagonist Vincent has been with his long-term girlfriend Catherine for five years but instead of taking the next step into marriage Vincent finds himself in an affair with the provocative blonde bombshell Catherine thrown into discord by his own infidelity finds solace in the innocent Rin further complicating matters adding to Vincent's dilemma he begins having nightmares that force him to climb for his life will he survive the trials and tribulations of love or fall for temptation wow okay that's mm, uh, very deep that's, that's that was what I would class as a, a hidden gem that's uh, been overlooked in its time and uh, Deadly Premonition which has got the sequel coming out on Switch is also uh, a game that I would class as uh, being a, another hidden gem my pick out the boot next is a super liminal PS4, Xbox One, Switch, July 7th. Perception is reality. Escape from a mind-bending dream where everything is exactly as it seems. As you fall asleep, the TV on at 3 a.m. 
You remember catching a glimpse of the commercial from Dr. Pierce Somnascult's dream therapy program. By the time you open your eyes, you're already dreaming, beginning the first stages of this experimental program. Welcome to Sublim Superliminal. Superliminal is a first-person puzzle game based on a forced perspective and optical illusions. Puzzles in this game give you a sense of the unexpected. Players need to change their perspective and think outside the box to wake up from the dream. Using the much-loved forced perspective that you rave about in Lord of the Rings, Tom. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, a good thing. Uh, what we've got next? Uh, Crosscode on the PS4 and the Switch July 9. A fast-paced combat system, 16-bit SNES-style graphics with butter-smooth physics, engaging puzzle mechanics served with a gripping sci-fi story. That's Crosscode. This retro-inspired 2D action RPG might outright surprise you. Crosscode combined 16-bit uh, SNES-style graphics. Um, hang on. We've got a double print there. My mistake. No worries. Um, Crosscode is all about how it plays. Take the best out of two popular genres, find a good balance between them, and make a great game. That's what Crosscode does. You get the puzzles of Zelda's dungeons and are rewarded with the great variety of equipment you know from RPGs. Uh, during the fast-paced battles, you'll use tools you'll find on your journey to reveal and exploit the enemy's weakness, and at the same time, will be able to choose equipment and skills for a more in-depth approach to fighting your enemies. Sounds good. What's your mummy mummy, by the way? Oh, it's going to be tough this week. I'd probably go for that. Crosscode, it sounds pretty good. Okay. It's nothing else, yeah. really. Yeah, I'll go with Crosscode. I thought you might go for this one, but I'll pull it out. It's Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2 on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, July 10th. Curse of the Moon 2 brings classic 2D action and a dark 8-bit aesthetic together with modern playability. The multiple uh, scenario structure of the previous title returns with an epic new story and supervised by IGA Koji Iragashi himself. Players take control of Sangetsu, a swordman from the Far East who bears a deep grudge against demon kind and the alchemist who summoned them. Sangetsu must battle his way to the demonic stronghold, but he doesn't have to do it alone. Zangetsu can ally himself with a brand new cast of characters he meets along the way and add them to the playable roster. Three brand new playable characters appear in Curse of the Moon 2, including the exorcist Dominique, and all, all characters from the original Curse of the Moon game are playable too. Each new character adds a variety of gameplay options and abilities and ways to complete the game's many stages. Players can also create demon-hunting duos in two-player local co-op, available for the first time in the series, work together with a friend, Mix and match the strengths of two characters and conquer stages in tons of new and exciting ways. Yeah, that to be fair, that did pique my interest as well. But I'll stick with uh, Crosscode. Uh, next, we've got Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise, Switch, July 10th. The true sequel to Deadly Premonition is coming in Nintendo's Switch. In the year 2005, FBI agent York visits Le Car a small town in New Orleans where he encounters a mysterious serial murder case alongside his friend, Zach. Produced by the original creator team, the story takes place in a small town in New Orleans, which was created based on research and interviews. Mm. This must be yours coming up now. Uh, no, actually, my one's another two games away, so I'll take that. It's on the Switch as well, so I'm a big champion of the Switch. I know you only hype the games when they're big ninty titles, but... Uh, I can get behind that one. 
F1 2020, this is good, seeing as you get more F1 season in this game than you do in real life in 2020, but there you go. F1 2020 on the PC, PS4, Xbox One and Stadia, the greatest, most powerful console ever made, the Google Stadia. If you haven't got one, probably don't waste your time picking one up. July 10th, F1 2020 allows you to create your your F1 team for the very first time and race alongside the official teams and drivers. Alternatively, challenge your friends in a new split screen with casual race options and a more relaxed racing complete on 22 circuits with current and classic content. Nice. Um, I'll take this one because uh, I guess you're going to be taking the other one. Uh, sisters Royale, Five Sisters in the Fire, Xbox One, July 10th. Five uniquely talented sisters are squabbling over which of them will marry the angel Yashin. Enjoy the heroic strategies of all five. Spark flare amount. Around the man of all five sisters wish to claim introducing the new vertical scroll and shoot again. Uh, the tension bonus system means your score and number of coins multiply based on your distance from enemies and their attacks, and the power shot system changes normal attacks into strong attacks, further tempting, uh, further ramping up the tension. Plus, once the uh, tension bonus system is multiplied by two within a certain time, Secret fairies will be hidden somewhere in stages for you to find. Master these systems and set new high scores. Uh, Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town on the Switch, EU, July 10th. Experience the joys of life on the farm in this reimagining of a timeless Story of Seasons classic. Your farming life begins in Mineral Town, a charming village surrounded by nature. You've returned after many years to restore your late grandfather's farm to its former glory. Care for crops, livestock and more as your very own Story of Seasons unfolds. Tend to the farm, a variety of a rich variety of fruits, veggies, and livestock are waiting for you. Raise them all with love and care, and you'll have plenty of products to harvest, sell, or cook with. Stroll down memory lane. Mineral Town is full of friendly faces, both old and new. Head into town, give gifts, and learn all about your neighbours as you befriend them. Fall in love. Mineral Town is a home to several eligible bachelors and bachelorettes. Get to know the boy or girl of your dreams, and you might be able to date them, get married, and even start a family. There's more to explore. Go fishing, cook fresh meals, and when your work's all said and done, take a nip dip in the local hot spring. Experience the farmer's life like never before. Question. Do you have a hot spring on your farm in Simulator 19? No, but I probably should get one. You should. After a hard day's grind, nothing better. Uh, what's the last title, mate? Mm, that's yours to read out. Sword sure. Art Online, then? Yes. Oh, I better do my VHS. Yeah. Yes, please uh, do. Okay, so Sword Art Online, Al- Alkazation Lycrosis. Thanks for letting me read that one out. Uh, PC, PS4, and Xbox One, July 10th. Enjoy I took seamless- the fall on the sword of the one with the biggest words, which I thought <laughs> would be offensive to you because you like the you like the readouts to be a sentence or less. <laughs> Enjoy seamless action pack, real-time battles using a combination of sword skills, uh, sacred arts, and your favourite SAO characters. You can't have your cake and eat it, boy, can you? I can't. You can't have the shortest uh, readout and... And the most easy to pronounce title. Well, speaking of short things, my VHS pick this week is uh, Tom Cruise's Mission Impossible Fallout, uh, which I have rented off the Stingray. Um, and I've, I, I watched it. I thought it was really good. 
I've never seen a Mission Impossible film before, but I watched that and thought it was excellent. Stunts are really good, considering a lot of it's real time as well. Uh, Henry Cavill of Superman, Man of Steel, plays uh, a new character in the series, I believe. Um, I don't think you have to watch like them in an order, but there is a little bit of history there if you do want to watch them like that, but they are standalone sort of stories. Bit like James Bond. I you suppose. know, you know. Without doing too much spoiler, I uh, quite often watch a series on YouTube called Corridor Crew, and they sometimes get like break down special effects and do good and bad special yeah. effects sort of clip shows. And mm-hmm. they've done one recently with a stunt artist, and they broke yeah. down the Mission Impossible for Henry Cavill, um, Tom Cruise toilet fight, and that. Oh yeah, yeah. The tiled floor is actually all rubber mat and if you wow if you wa- it looks amazing and if you watch yeah. it, you actually see it bend under their knees and as they slam their faces into it it deforms because it huh. is actually rubber not uh real stuff so well, the, the illusion worked uh, I, I wouldn't have known that but yeah it's got some great really good stunts in uh the, the rooftop chase uh especially is very good um and yeah, some really good twists and turns. Uh, having never seen the uh, any of those films before, it, it was uh, yeah impressive. So, what's my recommend VHS? that one? Yeah, what is your VHS? Uh, oh, crikey me! Um, Clear and Present Danger, Harrison Ford. Oh, that's a great film. Is that the one where? Uh, there's one where he gets like attacked by the IRA. And I think it might like, be that one. Of, I think it's that. There's one. that. There's that one, and then there's another one where it's like more South American setting. No, I think I think Clear and Present Danger is that one, but I'm sure they'll let it's me got, know. I'll let you know when I put short, the VHS in, won't I? Well, you will. It's, it's got it, Scene Bean in it. Yeah, that's the one. That's the IRA one. Yeah. Scene Bean. Scene man. Bean. Clear and Present Danger. He's yeah. surely going to die, isn't he? Isn't it? He's got to, hasn't he? Um, and that draws us to a close. So I picked a farming sim, as if you'd think I hadn't had enough of those, Tom. Um, I went and picked <laughs> some more. And those that paid attention at the top of the show, they know that we end the show when I ask you what you're hoping to play. What are you hoping to play, young Tom Thomas? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know where I've got maybe a bit of time just to try something new. Ghost of Tsushima is probably going to take a lot of time up, so this will be my last week before I get that. Fingers crossed uh, if the postman delivers. Hopefully it'll be RGT doing the delivering and it'll get here promptly. He delivers it personally across the across the um, Atlantic. Costs him nearly a month's bonus just to get the plane there, let alone back. <laughs> yeah. But he's he's that kind of guy, though. Fall on his sword for you every time. He would. He would. Um, yeah, that'll be about it for me. Just the usual stuff. How about yourself? Um, I'll be playing some Farming Simulator 19, Yakuza 5, Police Snorts. Um, hmm, what else am I going to have a go at? Ghost of Shishima comes out this week, does it not? So probably that. 17th, yeah. Yeah, so by the time we record the next episode, we'll be giving you some thoughts on that. Um, Yeah, so there's that. I've got Iron Man VR. Oh, I was playing that this week. I decided last week I gave it an absolute destruction on the show. I watched (laughs) uh, 
my young daughter play it and it was like she loved it and I thought mm, maybe I've been a bit harsh on it and I played another couple of levels and thought mm, actually, actually it's alright and then I hit another level and I was like nah it's not all that really so I'm a little bit disappointed like I say I paid through the nose for the copy anyway so uh, double burn sick burn there bro but that's how pays your money and takes your chances I suppose but, uh, you do Seven out of ten, I'd give it a that, five. That's, uh, I would yeah, give it that... a five to six out of ten. Uh, okay. Um, well, at least the, the youngsters are enjoying it, and it's uh, hopefully going to work well. Oh, I'll tell you what else I've been playing. I totally forgot about, and I will play a bit more of it this week because I'm only playing it with James, the work experience boy. Uh, Jedi Star Wars Fallen Order. Oh. So the, how far are you going that? Uh to the third planet. We didn't go to Dathomir, oh, we wow. went to the other one. Um what I was sh- say, sh- No, Sorry. no, there's one before that. Right. We've just found out it's the one with the Guardian Temple Guardians in it. We know we, we we've been given yeah. Gashik as an option to go to next, so mm-hmm. we've got a choice between Dathomir and Gashik. Um that first opening where the piece of uh, Star Destroyer flies over and it pans back and you think it's scrap and then the cam- then you realise it's scrap and the camera pans down and then you follow Cal Kestis as he sort of moves through the wreckage and you learn the controls. One of the greatest, most gloriously graphical, uh, impressive openings uh, to a game I've seen in a long time. You then land on the second planet, the, ge- the planet of the poor texture, I like to call it. <laughs> That yeah. looks like a, a Mass Effect on 360. It looks terrible. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. Very up and down production values, that's for sure. Yeah, it, at times it, it looks fantastic. Um, and there's certain parts in the game that just felt really, really good. Um, I, I still love it. I think it's really Oh, I think it's a good game. game. I was just surprised that something... Yeah, I know what you mean. ...quality was allowed to go out. Have you done the thing I told you about where you get in the ship and you go to the cockpit and you see it kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a nice little touch. Uh, I I really like the crew. There's some great touches in there. I think, for the most part, it's okay. But that opening looks like an advert for Xbox Series X and PS5. And then you play the rest of the game and it's like, oh... What it's a bit like EA execs probably cut the money a little bit as it progressed, but um, you've got some good stuff to look forward to in that game. I'll not post any spoilers. The only recommendation I'd give is probably go to Kashyyyk first. Dathomir is a very hard, like, level of... Using my Star Wars lore, I avoided it this time round, so, you know, I'm I'm ready to go to the next one, Kashyyyk next, for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no. It's cool. Get as many upgrades as you can. Paulina's doing a pretty good whistle there. Yes. No, I want to hear it. Don't don't mute Paulina. Next silence. 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 Every time you come the whistling mic, it sounds like you're watching football as well. There's like a like a, a crowd roar as the uh, probably the Turn noise cancelling. Turn that down. Turn it down. Sorry. Okay. Paulina looking at getting her visa revoked or is it Limpo? Which one? Uh, Paulina was just watching the um, Cup of America. She's cheering on Brazil in that. Wow. 
as, as, as Limpo continues cleaning your yes with her fingers nearly through to the bone. We've just uh, lifted our legs and she's just hoovered underneath them. So wow. Okay. Well, let's, uh, <laughs> with that all done and said, Tom, let's say that's all we've got time for this week. Listeners, always thank you for your time. We look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. Remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. See you, Tom. See you, mate.